Hello, everybody. My name is Stephanie, and you are here with us doing Standard Definition, the retro nostalgia podcast here on the Boss Rush Network, where each and every Monday, we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games, movies, shows, and other topics that make us nostalgic. I'm your host for the classic animated Disney branch of Standard Definition. And we all know we can't have a nostalgia podcast without recording episodes covering these classic Disney hand-drawn animated movies. Um, for those that might be new to listening to this, these Disney movies will be reviewed in release order, starting from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs all the way to Princess and the Frog in 2009. So again, if you're just jumping into this, because today we'll be reviewing Peter Pan, just know that uh, you know, you're welcome to check out our earlier episodes, um, such as Snow White and I think Pinocchio. Tokyo, Dumbo, Bambi were a couple of them. But I can't do this alone. I've got my fellow besties here with me, my co-host, uh, the boss man himself, Corey Dierig. Hello, I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to talk some Peter Pan. I and would, the man, I, the myth. I would crow really loud, but you know, my children are trying to sleep. So yeah, please don't. Oh, or we could do the um, Chip and Dale version, Kuka Rukaroo. Oh gosh. I have to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> and the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mark Pereira. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. So nice to get the crew back together. But before yeah. we, you know, dive into the meat and potatoes, I just want to address to our audience. Do you like what you hear? You can support us and get the show two weeks early by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash network, or subscribe on free feeds. If... Um, you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would be very grateful if you could leave us a review. Uh, it really does help with discoverability. You can also catch all of our content on YouTube on and on bossrush.net. Uh, and our merch store is open with fantastic designs, including various standard definition um, shirt stickers um, in the fonts of what we're covering. Like, I believe there's a Marvel-based one. There's a Disney-based one. It's a lot of fun, so check it out. You can get access to the store through our website. And last but not least, Corey, do you have the list of our producers we want to thank? I do. So, like Stephanie mentioned, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. For just a dollar, you get this show two weeks early, along with After Dark two weeks early, Expansion Pass, and the Boss Rush Podcast one week early. But if you subscribe at the $5 tier, you become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? It means you get your name shouted out on this here program. Just like these people... Our current Patreon producers, uh, just to clarify, if we have any new Patreon producers after June 28th, uh, you'll be shouted out on the you know the next round of recordings uh, because we do kind of record these in advance. So uh, our our patron uh, our Patreon producers for this episode of Standard Definition are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, and my wife. Sana Dierig. Uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Uh, you can follow Standard Definition on Twitter now at Standard Def Pod, or you can leave a nice review on iTunes or Spotify if you listen on free feeds. It's super helpful. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you did that as well. Who's ready for some Peter Pan? Me. Yeah. Um, I like to start with um, ad-libbing what is, so whatever the movie we're reviewing. So what is Peter Pan? Um, I'll start not because I have a brilliant one, but just because I want to get it over with. Um, I'd say Peter Pan, the boy that did not grow up and lightly inspired Link from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I'd like um... to go next. Uh... The Peter Pan is a uh, uh, a girl's acid trip through uh, fantasy and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a pass because you're not in your A game tonight. I Mark's am on my A game. That was the A-est of games. <laughs> S tier, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't understand what that means. So we can I, talk, that's not that I don't like when I see the what do the things stand for? Oh, yeah, like S A B. Yeah, I yeah. just know that S is the top. I don't oh, know what it stands for. I'm going to look okay. it up. Okay. S what for I, mean, I feel like I could have looked it up, but I, I have never looked it up. Uh, S tier meaning what does the S tier stand for? Uh, S is typically regarded as standing for superb uh, when. And usually uh, when you're playing a stylized action game or a fighting game. Uh, okay, okay, it's very specific. Yeah, A through D is a traditional grading scale. Uh, some games go up to SS and triple S. Oh. oh. Because, Mark, the typical A through D or A through F, if you're thinking about like regular school systems, because yeah. like, that's not good enough for us gamers. <laughs> Apparently not. Let me tell you what each of the S's stand for in triple S. So, superb is one S. Uh, superb special is two S's. And superb special superior is three S's. Wow. According to this uh, quick Google search from Tier Maker. But that's the, the thing that know. everyone uses to, to rank the stuff, right? Tier Maker, so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. Right. I mean, oh, totally know who Tier Maker is. Yeah, because we have a video game pod, a line of video game podcasts. We totally know all about it. We do. <laughs> uh, I was like, "What is in your camera?" I know. I was, I was um, like, it looked like that? a snake for a second. The way it was moving was not normal. Um, what is Peter Pan? Peter Pan is a collection of stories, kind of woven together. About Actually, a bunch of kids? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, and we'll get to that when we talk about the plot. Uh, so, but really, what is Peter Pan? So this is Disney's 14th featured film based off of a play, The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up by J.M. Barry, where a group of children meet Peter Pan and visit the island of Neverland, all the while as they attempt to evade Captain Hook. By the way, really? anybody see the movie uh finding neverland with johnny depp in it yeah it's a great movie it's also it a great really good movie. it's also a great musical if anybody's ever seen it although my wife my wife and i went to go see the musical and it is a totally different tone than the than the movie the well, maybe can, can we talk about that real quick because i didn't put that in my notes and i completely forgot about that uh like how... yeah so i mean finding neverland is just kind of like a fantastical biopic of J.M. Barry and kind of what, you know, his inspiration for Peter Pan and him telling stories to the kids and, uh, you know, him kind of, I guess, kind of falling in love with the kid's mother and like him creating Neverland. And it's, it's a really good story. Uh, the ending is kind of sad, I, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's not very long. I think it's only an hour and a half, but it's it's very good. It's Kate Winslet, Johnny Depp, yeah, Freddie Highmore. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. All right. Johnny Depp's in a lot of these Disney really – well, maybe it just feels like that because we recently did Alice in Wonderland and we were talking about all those yeah. live action Yeah, films. he used to have a really good relationship with Disney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Although, did y'all? Sorry, I'm totally yeah. veering off subject today. But did y'all hear that they're supposedly have offered him 300 million to reprise his role as uh, uh, Jack Sparrow? Because, no, really. Because he won the defamation lawsuit, they want to get back in business with him. I mean, that would make sense. Uh, as I'm looking on Twitter right now, Amber Heard 2.0 is trending. So, oh. boy. I don't know what that means, but that's scary. Wow, what a wild and crazy ride that whole thing was. I know. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of uh, things that weren't very long. Okay, that was a terrible transition. <laughs> Peter Pan had a runtime of 77 minutes, so that's just a little over one hour. It was released February 5th in 1953. Its budget was $4 million in the box office in the U.S. and Canada. That's the information I was able to obtain. $87.4 At first, I'm like, dang, that's not a lot of money. 
But, you know, after doing some research, you got to adjust for inflation. Can't forget about inflation. If we were thinking about lifetime gross with inflation, it's actually ballpark 427.5 million, which makes a bit more sense. Uh, let's see. I usually do trivia first. Okay, guys. Uh, this might be an easy one. I couldn't find anything super tricky about Peter Pan, but how does Peter Pan try to reattach his shadow? Is it A, thread and needle, B, bar, don't, quiet, Corey, just be patient, B, bar of soap, C, glue, D, kite string? Mark, you can go first if you want. No, no, you go for it. So eager. It's go ahead. Soap. Yes. Soap. Yeah, it wasn't a hard one. I don't know how they got that idea. And I don't know. Wouldn't be the first thing I'd go to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, when I was little, Peter Pan, like the way my daughter watches Encanto and Turning Red is the way I used to watch Peter Pan. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I had a Peter Pan costume that I would wear like year round and Aww. like I would jump off the couch pretending I could fly and stuff like Peter Pan is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Although I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, some <laughs> things in this movie did not age very well at no. all. <laughs> so I just, Oh, go ahead. No, you go Mark. Yeah, you go. I was, I was going to say, I just looked up why he used soap to stick his shadow. And I, think that this is interesting but this says that peter pan was written before there were glue sticks or cellophane tape so people use soap to make things stick together <gasps> that was like a, a thing they did That's we're a... learning so much whoa yeah the 50s well, were crazy time seriously I know. well you know what if there's ever a zombie apocalypse and we just run out of supplies all you need is that simple bar of soap you can get clean and stick things together there you go Wow, that is so cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And also, who who else as a kid saw this movie and jumped off of furniture thinking they could fly? Because I also totally did that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Landed on my stomach several times, and that hurt. All right, some fun facts. First, we'll address uh, sequels, as many of these Disney movies have them. They're not always great. Return to Neverland was a sequel released in 2002. And various prequel direct-to-DVDs were produced by Disney Toon Studios that began in 2008, but they primarily focused on Tinkerbell. I never saw any of that. I don't know if any of you guys did. It did not interest me. <laughs> I saw Return of Neverland actually came to theaters. So, like, there was that time period in the early 2000s where every movie got a sequel, but they were direct to DVD and they were pretty bad. But, like, Jungle Book 2, Peter Pan 2, there were a couple of others that they thought were actually good enough to release in theaters. Um, and Return of Neverland was one of them. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it for this. Um, oh, that's not a requirement. But, um, I remember when I saw it way back when, it was not very good. But it's it's Wendy's daughter, and her name is Jane, and it's basically the same story, but it's just with Wendy's daughter. I feel like that's a common go-to. Isn't, like, the right. Little Mermaid sequel, like, had Ariel's daughter? So. Yeah. But anyway, um, so let's rewind a bit um, on the making of Peter Pan. So we all know it's based off of the play, but um, when young Disney, Walt Disney himself was young and in school, Walt Disney himself played Peter Pan uh, and his brother Roy um, was manning a block and tackle with a rope to help Walt like look like he's flying. <laughs> and the rope snapped and... Um, Walt Disney said, you know, quote, I flew right into the faces of the surprised audience. So I can only imagine how that felt. And I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, story. But then in 1935, Walt Disney did express interest in doing an adaptation of Peter Pan as his second film, um, which the first film he ever done was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. However, the live action film rights were held by Paramount Pictures and the copyright owner, the Hospital for Sick Children in London, unsuccessfully offered to have Disney make an agreement with Paramount. So they did have to wait a while, I think till 1939, to obtain animation rights um, by outbidding 
Fleischer or Fleischer. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Studios. Do you know that? Uh, I I don't know that. Yeah, I know they made um, animated feature films, but that's all I know. Um, and as Disney um, worked on this movie, he explored many interpretations of that story. In one of the earliest versions, uh, the film was actually supposed to focus on telling it's like an origin story for Peter Pan. Uh, but after a couple meetings, you know, Disney thought that um, to, they should chuck that origin story and just start where Peter Pan comes to the children's house to get his shadow uh, and where the story really picks up. Um, and he said that, quote, how Peter came to be was really another story altogether. So all interesting stuff. Um but unless you guys have anything else, I was thinking about just going right to the characters and then the story. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. could we could do the characters in the story. That sounds like a swell idea. Great idea, swell. Poor yeah. Nana. Nana, <laughs> poor oh, father. I, I, I love him. I know. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, like I obviously didn't pay attention to. I think his name is right. George. George right. Darling. Mm-hmm. But now, as an adult, I'm just... First of all, I love the way he talks and just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. And if <laughs> and we can't go to the party? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and and Mary Darling is your typical kind of 1950s wife that scolds him all the time. Remember when um, the kid... Who's the younger one? I think Michael's the younger one, right? Michael's the youngest, yeah. Where he drew on his... What do you call that back then? It's like yeah. a uh, cover yeah. shirt. I forget what they called it, but oh, the treasure map. <laughs> but I never knew what that was as a kid. Yeah, yeah. and he's like but now watching. It, I mean, I, I can't really say I know what it was now, but because I don't like, do people wear that still anymore? It must have been some sort of like what you know. It's not a cummerbund, but no. it's like a something like that. Yeah, it's just a, probably some sort of time period thing that nobody right. you know it's like the soap thing nobody knows what that was for in maybe also it's like a british thing who knows yeah them in their fancy clothes i honestly like if i try to imagine myself wearing that i cannot be comfortable mm. now george mm. yeah so the kids wendy john and michael so they have three children michael's the youngest john is a little bit older the middle child and he's kind of your brainy kid with the stereotypical round glasses and Wendy is the eldest and she tells stories of Peter Pan to the children um, when I was younger I didn't quite understand the whole Wendy can't stay in the nursery anymore like mm -hmm. I don't know just that concept I didn't understand I'm like well isn't what nursery are they running a nursery but they meant the little kids room I guess and yeah. the big kids room <laughs> yeah right yeah I just I think I mean I never understood that either growing up. And like, to be honest, I don't really totally understand the concept now, except for like, maybe they just called the, like you said, the kid's room, a nursery. And like, maybe she was, it was time for her to get her own room and be a teenager or whatever, however old she was. I'll admit I was shocked that she really didn't want to leave the room. Cause you, when I imagine a sibling scenario, I guess I don't have the most accurate like, I'm not the best person to speak to because I'm an only child, but I can imagine if I was staying in a room with my two younger brothers, I'd want to get the hell out of there and have my own room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, again, we mentioned Nana, and I also thought it was weird. I'm like, man, these parents are neglectful. They're just letting this dog take care of the children and feed the medicine. Yeah, I Nana. thought the medicine in there looked disgusting. Oh, like yeah. boogers. Yeah. And then Nana accidentally drinks it, and she thinks it's disgusting, too. And I'm like, mm, yeah. you're really selling it there, dog. Because yep. <laughs> dogs will eat anything. Yes. Yes. So. Even if it's at their detriment. Hmm. Um, well, next, uh, Peter Pan uh, and Tinkerbell, they arrive at the house. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on these two like main characters i used to love tinkerbell but when i rewatched this i was annoyed with her i'm like man she petty yeah <laughs> she's yeah. petty yeah she's uh definitely uh she's jealous she is she has a short temper she like you said she's petty and then like peter pan doesn't even notice right like he just doesn't like you know she's just another 
soldier in his army, if you will. Like she's just, he's, she is expected to do what he says, right? Just like, you know, when we get to the lost boys later, you know, she, she's just, cause like, obviously Peter, like, and, and Wendy, you kind of, you kind of like root for them, but then also Peter has tiger Lily. <laughs> it's like, man, Peter is getting around like, Hmm. But very oblivious, but I guess yeah. that's what, young boys are they're supposed to be oblivious like i gotta keep telling my brain like this isn't like a a a, a teenager or an adult right like they don't think that way right right. but uh yeah tinkerbell like there's even a part that turned me off where she was admiring herself in the mirror fine she's very um very vain she kind of was looking at her hips or her butt and like mm-hmm. silently implying like, oh, I'm getting fat. And just me like looking at her, how like she had a nice figure. And I'm like, oh, see, body image. I don't like that. Right. <laughs> she does get stuck in the keyhole, though. So I guess she really was fat. Just kidding. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, Mark? She's got some <laughs> junk in the trunk. You know what I mean? She can't get through the keyhole. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like. I kind of feel like this with all the characters in Peter Pan. I feel like there's there's like shades of interesting characters there, but they're all just kind of like not explored. Like I think, I mean, obviously there's all those Tinkerbell spinoff movies. My daughter watches them, but I don't know if they're good or not. But um, but like I, I want to know more about Tinkerbell. I want to know more about Peter Pan. I want to know more about Captain Hook. And so I, I like the characters. I like. Um, uh, Tinkerbell, um, but it's just kind of like you know, it's a little one note, and it's like it has a little bit. She's lacking. Yeah. All the characters are kind of lacking, and so mm-hmm. I, I want to know more. Like with your quote that you said that that Walt said about Peter Pan, like how Peter came to be is really another story. Well, how did like let's look into that story a little bit. Like let's find out a little. Not that he needs an origin story, but I just. Yeah. A little bit more would have helped. Yeah, like, there was some interest. And you know what? I do feel that with basically every character. Like, here's a paragraph about what... I feel like write a paragraph about what this character should be, and that's it. Like, I don't feel like we really know them through and through. And, you know, I I can't believe I just realized this. We can't ignore the fact that Tinkerbell is really one of the faces of Disney because who comes flying in a lot of the times... Oh, yeah. ...or whatever with the pixie dust, Mm -hmm. it's Tinkerbell. I mean... Mm -hmm. Do they do it just because it's probably one of the best mascots because she can fly and she's tiny and adorable or what? Because it could easily have been, I don't know, Cinderella's mice or Jiminy. Well, Jiminy Cricket. Well, we can... I remember like at least back in like the 80s and 90s, at, especially at, like the theme parks and stuff, the characters that were always prominent in terms of like their marketing stuff were Tinkerbell, Jiminy Cricket, mm-hmm. The Mad Hatter and uh, like the like Dopey, like you know the mm-hmm. the classic like what you think of as classic Disney, like the sidekick characters and uh, always prominent, you know and and uh, yeah I don't know I just think there's something literally magical about Tinkerbell and that kind of you know when Disney started their whole kind of like we're a magical company like that's literally the epitome of magic at, at you know especially after walt died and the company started becoming like a what you would think of as disney now right mm. uh probably Capitalizing late, on that, yeah. yeah probably like the late 80s early 90s disney right like tinkerbell was kind of like the epitome of that marketing you know because she's pure right. magic plus like yeah. Plus, like, Disney used her in his, like, uh, Wonderful World of Disney kind of uh, show that he had on ABC back in the day uh, when he was kind of laying out his plans for Disneyland and Disney World. Mm. Like, he televised that stuff, and Tinkerbell was a prominent piece of that. Uh, So I mean, yeah, I'm not against it. Like, I think it was a great choice, but it's Mm -hmm. just that... Throughout all these years, seeing the Tinkerbell across uh-huh. the screen or whatever, and then going back and seeing the movie and seeing how very unpleasant she is as a yeah. character, right? Yeah. It was very jarring. I'm like, oh, she's yeah. a bee. Plus, like, yeah. Plus, like, you know, fairy fairies are kind of the epitome of fantasy, 
like whimsical fantasy and that was kind of disney's fairy was tinkerbell so maybe that's why she became part of it too so yeah you know what navi should be like nintendo's Mm. yeah yeah sorry for the constant zelda references because Mm. i have a bit of a never apologize for zelda references (laughs) But I will make a different reference. Uh, Mark, you've seen the Chippendales movie, the new Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to talk about it too much because this is Peter Pan. But I think, and totally I would like to relevant. know your opinion. Yeah. I thought the selection of Peter Pan or Sweet Pete, spoilers for Chippendales, I guess, kind of, maybe, I don't know. I thought that was a great choice because the premise psychologically makes sense, like, in right. corporate Disney fantasy land, your fame was built upon the fact that you were a kid that didn't grow up. And if you showed signs of growing up, like, eh, you're out of the business. And then he just turns right. into some seedy back alley villain. Um, I just want to, you know, get your thoughts on that choice of a villain. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was, I mean, the whole movie is like a, 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 I don't know the word that I'm trying to say here, maybe indictment or something, but like, it's a, it's a, it's a, an allegory of the Hollywood kind of machine, right? Yeah. And so it's, I mean, even, I don't remember which one, Chip or Dale, whoever did it, but, but you know, one of them getting the, the CGI surgery, right? Yeah, to Dale, say, yep. like, look modern or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's plastic surgery for, for actors to look young, right? So it's, it, so, I mean, the, the cho- that movie is so good, um, in my opinion, and the choice of that villain, um it was just like the perfect it was the perfect marriage of like the type of movie they were trying to make the commentary they were trying to have the story they were trying to tell and the motivations all just really worked together um and so i thought it was fantastic i mean i thought it was a really great choice mm-hmm. great voice actor like yeah. i think they, they picked the yeah. right one and just right. the look like you could cl- he's still wearing his peter pan outfit he has the hair but you could tell it's like balding the hairline's receding and he's got a little bit of a belly and his chest hair and everything so oh, funny. I, love- I am highly debating being sweet pete for halloween by the way do it but what do you got and i know it seems like a stupid question but what do you guys actually think of peter pan himself again it was one of those scenarios where i held him in high regard throughout all those years i have not rewatched peter pan and when i saw him again i'm like eh, he's kind of i don't really like him too much i don't hate him i, I love the movie but i just as a character himself i kind of um he's kind of cocky like... and arrogant yeah. and you know and and like the movie doesn't do any kind of character growth to where he doesn't become those things yeah. right and like he's like like Mark said earlier, all these characters are kind of one note and Peter kind of is the pinnacle of that one note, right? Where throughout the whole movie, right, he's he's arrogant and, and egotistical and always gets the girl and like even in the uh Native American camp, right? Like he's very prominently kind of trying to be the leader there too and you know, he's 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 just very kind of full of himself uh yeah. in a lot of ways and doesn't really change right because he still fights off captain hook he still gets tiger lily he still gets wendy he still gets the mermaids right like he's still Ugh. like you know he's kind of an a-hole yeah well okay so i kind of felt that way oh man can i just say that mermaid scene i'd really dislike that just oh those girls being so catty and then peter pan just laughing i mean again i try to remind myself he's supposed to be a i don't know a young boy's age so he's supposed to be immature i guess and laughing at it but i don't know yeah all right well i kind of want to tackle uh that end uh since you mentioned it captain hook and his team i love 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 mr smee oh yeah and uh the alligator the one that goes tick tock tick right oh i love him what do you guys think of uh, Hook as a villain? Um, I love Captain Hook. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Hook's great. Uh, Smee is great. I think the whole Skull Rock scene is hilarious because, like, Peter's, like, mimicking Captain Hook and Smee oh, is yeah. kind of, like, listening to Peter, but then also he sees Captain Hook and Captain Hook is, like, telling, giving him different directions and that whole, like, 
I, it's just, it's great. And then like the beginning scene, like when you first get to Neverland and Smee is shaving Captain Hook, oh, yeah. but then he wraps the towel around him and he shaves him. And then like he accidentally shaves the seagull. <laughs> yeah, seagull's body. Right. Yeah. So, and he thinks he cuts Captain Hook's head <laughs> off for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. Oh. No, that that entire crew is great. Like even some of the um, pirates. I mean, I don't think you really get to know them individually, but I just think overall they did a great job with the pirate aesthetic, their attitudes, their singing. Um, yeah, I love Captain Hook. Uh, he has it out for Peter Pan, but it makes sense because Peter Pan fed his hand to this crocodile. Um, I have a story for you guys. When I went to Disneyland, I had the autograph book. You know, I was mm-hmm. collecting everybody's autograph, not just the princesses. I was going after, you know, Beast and then even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, by the way. Mm-hmm. I forgot why they were in Disney. Uh, so Disney... in in Disney World, I remember when Hollywood Studios opened, they partnered with other companies to feature their characters there because uh, they wanted to feel more like a Hollywood movie studio instead of just like... Okay, another that makes sense. Disney park, and so they, they like, don't do that now, right? Uh uh-uh. uh no. Yeah. So they had like they had Ninja Turtles. Who else did they have? They had so many different characters there that weren't Disney at the time. Uh, even like Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Like yeah, now they're owned by Disney, but they weren't owned by Disney back then, you know. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a big <gasps> feature there. Yes. Uh, I think I think the Ghostbusters were there at some point. So, like, they had all kinds of crazy characters walking around there, and it just, man, I have a ton of pictures oh. with me with the Ninja Turtles, by the way. It was Oh, I totally lost awesome. it with April. I was like, ooh. Anyway, <laughs> back to my story. Then I got to Captain Hook. Throughout maybe until a young age, till sixth grade, I had long hair, like down to my butt long hair, and it was always in a braid. And my parents went to take a picture of me with Captain Hook all as well. He got his hook caught on my braid. Oh, no. And he couldn't get it out. And I started as a young girl, like just typical young kid. I started freaking out. So like as you know, when it, if someone freaks out, you can't really. So he got his hook caught in my hair. And it was terrifying. But mm. I still love him. Poor guy. <laughs> whoever or girl, whoever was in that suit. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. All right. Um, now, maybe the subsequent characters and maybe this is where we can talk about plot points and the controversy, so to speak. We got the Lost Boys. Um, the Native um, Native Americans slash Tiger Lily, and well, we already talked about the mermaids. There really isn't much to say about them. So, yeah, we can talk about the Lost Boys and the uh, the natives. Yeah, it's a shame that it's a shame that they relegated Tiger Lily to such a small role because in the real story, she's like she's super cool. Like she's kind of Peter's equal in a lot of ways. And I think I don't remember the sequels as much. Uh, I think I've only seen Return to Neverland once. Uh, but is don't they kind of treat Tiger Lily with more respect in the, in that movie than uh, in one of these movies they do? I don't know. I, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I I just I just know like Tiger Lily originally was supposed to be like Peter's equal, uh, which is why they had such a great connection, and they just kind of relegated her to another damsel in distress in this movie. Yeah. Uh, which is which is you know kind of the reverse of, and I know we'll get to this movie sometime down the road but like I think the, the why Disney did Pocahontas was to kind of make up for what happened in this movie uh with Native Americans and stuff and kind of putting them on the back burner and relegate them to a s- racial stereotype and you know Tiger Lily specifically just got the short end of the stick. I, yeah, I really cringed at the whole, what makes a red man red song. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, it's not like I gave Disney a pass for the other things that we've discussed that were controversial in the past, but I just felt like this was probably for me a little bit more cringy because those Indians or Native Americans, again, however you want to refer them to, they called them Indians in the movie. They literally were very red-skinned, like, to the point where it was just, like, why yeah. do you have to make them that red? <laughs> just because, you know, you know, yeah. oh, God, I, I don't know. And I, I know 
again, like I tell myself, because I try not to be super critical and I don't know. There's enough of that out there, right? I try to be considerate of the time. You know, I know back like in the 50s, like remember we learned that kids used to play a lot of like what um, cowboys and Indians Mm -hmm. right? and stuff like that. So I feel like back then, like, I don't know, they just were a lot more casual about how they depicted natives i guess and uh i I don't know i just was very the song was probably the most uncomfortable part i i I, i'm not sure if there's really much more that's to be said but i was uncomfortable yeah i mean i think with things like this like when we talked about this with dumbo and and with other ones is that like you you can't i feel like you can't remove a a piece of art or a piece of movie or whatever from the time that it came out Right. And so I think humans have evolved since then. And I think there's a lot more that we know now. And so while I'm not going to like play that song um, on my radio or like sing a lot or whatever these did now, um, it doesn't, you know, it's, it was it was a different time then so i'm not going to be like you know disney hates native americans or yeah. you know anything like that i'm not going to like you said I, I don't try to read more into it just in, in the fact that that's just how it was kind of back then mm-hmm. right and, and to disney's credit you know i mean not well, credit that's a interesting kind of term but uh if you watch it on disney plus and any of the recent blu-ray or 4k editions of these movies they put a notification at the beginning of of these especially these earlier movies where it's like hey we know that uh at the time this movie was made their you know cultural uh kind of cultural norms have changed in the way that you know certain cultures are depicted are considered racist and uh unkind uh so you know if you want to check out uh, more interesting stories on how to help these cultures go to disney.com slash something 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 so. right and and i you know I'm, I'm definitely grateful in that sense i mean cl- clearly we're still dealing with challenges in modern society that's not the exact same issues but it's more like good we have this as part of history so we can learn from it and that's as, as far as far as i'll get but um that also does remind me, I think part of the scene when the boys are with the, like Michael and John are with the lost boys, they, they do glow, what Indian hunting is what they call it. Please right. tell me I'm wrong. Okay. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. But anywho, uh, I do like the lost boys themselves. You know, they're adorable with their little animal costumes. I like the, the chubby bear. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know if I really have much to add a add to them though speaking of bears side tangent this is happening in real time there is there was a bear spotted on a road a quarter of a mile down the road from us cool a black bear Ooh. oh my black gosh bear according to dwight shoot i think that's the most superior bear <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy this thing is huge i know what house that is too oh my gosh that's so scary. Bears. Be safe. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't like going outside it as it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Honestly, that's kind of it from you know the characters that I wanted to talk about. Am I missing any other key players here? Um. I mean, not not really. I mean, I this this cast is actually very contained you know i mean right aside from i mean there's a lot of groups of characters that you could talk about but like in terms of main characters it's really peter wendy the boys uh like john and michael i guess and even lesser to an extent i guess and captain hook and smee like that's your cast right? right and yeah uh so i mean i think i think in terms of the plot tinkerbell probably has the biggest part to play in the plot right because like her Mm -hmm. jealousy is kind of like what makes her turn on peter to an extent right and uh right when wendy and the lost boys are captured right and captain hook sends peter a birthday present or whatever and uh tinkerbell tells hook where to deliver the package and it ends up being a bomb 
right? And uh, yeah, I mean, Tinkerbell is probably really the most prominent character in this movie, even though like Hook is awesome and Peter is Peter, right? And and uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that point back to Tinkerbell, and that's probably. I don't know if that's good or bad because of her jealousy and kind of how she's depicted, but like that's. Yeah. I, I kind of mixed feelings on that because on one hand, yeah, it stinks that she gets, she has to be depicted like that. Like, Oh, jealous female. But at the same time, I hate to say it, this kind of stuff, not literally, but this stuff like this does happen in real life. Like I hate to say it. It doesn't apply to all women. Men do this too. Were you, what, were you captured by a pirate and had him send a bomb to your <laughs> boyfriend? Well, instead of a pirate, it was a ninja. Oh, Excuse okay. me. Well, I guess you want to avoid, like, you know, Get copy, right. copyright claims. and you know, Exactly. Exactly. My bad. <laughs> well, that being said, you know, do we have any favorite moments, uh, moments we didn't like, any music call-outs <laughs> we already talked about? Um, I did like the end where you know when the kids are back home and the father sees the ship in a cloud shape sailing in the sky and mm-hmm. says you know it's strange when i was a kid i thought i saw something very similar and it i guess again hits me more when you're an adult that's why you know these experiences i'm really enjoying talking about this with you guys because my experience is rewatching it now obviously it's a bit different than when i was a kid and i'm like mm-hmm. Oh, it's important that as an adult, because that's kind of the overall premise is, you know what? You got to grow up. Mm-hmm. But when you grow up, you can still remember, recall and remind yourself of those innocent, fun loving days. Yeah. And I think it. I think it's also like implying that at some point maybe he was. I don't know. I. That's probably a much more uh interesting way to interpret the story. But I always interpret it that like he was recruited to be a lost boy and he ended up leaving you know and becoming who he was right and growing up uh but i don't know i think i like your answer better because it sounds smarter and more believable no i considered that i was like oh i wonder if he had that adventure as a kid and maybe as an adult he just thinks it was all a dream you never know yeah um but i think one of the one of the moments for me that sticks out is like when Wendy is taking care of the lost boys and they call her mother, right? Like they, cause they don't have a mom cause they're orphans. And like, it's something I didn't realize until real late. Right. Is that the lost boys are just orphans who followed Peter. Right. And, uh, yeah. never knew their real moms, I guess. And like Wendy is the closest thing that they'll ever have to a mom. And it's just right. kind of sad to think about. It's really sad. And then I also think at that point you start seeing maybe Wendy realizing that, you know, she is lucky to have a mom and a dad that care for her because these kids don't have anything. They have, they live in a tree with Peter and like, yeah, when you're a kid, that sounds like an awesome adventure to go, you know, fight pirates and live in a tree house and whatever. But like, you know, once once you get older and like when Wendy kind of realizes that, I think it's kind of a interesting turning point for Wendy. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Any favorite moments for you, Mark, or not favorite? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I feel like, which is kind of what I felt about a lot of these early movies is that they're so, like, we talked about this, especially with like Dumbo, it, it, it is so ingrained in my head as this like big, you know, cultural thing. And it's like this really important movie. And then I watch it and I'm just, I'm left a little bit lacking. Like there's, there's, there's not really a cohesive thread that, that ties everything together. There's not really, it's just, it was just kind of there. That being said, I'm not a huge fan of the Peter Pan story as it is. I mean, I I like hook, but that's because I love Robin Williams, but like the, 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 the Peter Pan story overall, it's just kind of eh for me. And so I, I'm not a, a huge fan of this movie. Um, I do think your your comment about the like clouds at the end or whatever, like a lot of the live action Peter Pan movies will cast the same person as uh, Wendy's dad as uh, Captain Hook. And, um, you know, like, like 
you know, Wizard of Oz, where the, a lot of the characters in the beginning are the characters in the thing. And so it's kind of like a, is this real? Is this a dream or whatever? And I feel like there's some interesting things there. Um, and this movie didn't, it played with it a little bit, a tiny little bit, but it didn't really play with that a whole lot. Um, so, um, but, but I think like I was kind of trying to say earlier, like there are, there are shades of characters here that are really interesting characters that I want to know more of, um, you know, why is a grown man so, uh, uh, interested in, in a bunch of boys, right? In I don't mean anything like nefarious like that. That came out sounding just something like I don't know, but I mean like you know why why is a grown why does a grown man like hate these kids so much, right? Um, why is you know Tinkerbell the way that she is? Why um, did how did Peter Pan get to Neverland? Like there's more that I want to know, know about these characters, but the story itself I'm just kind of meh on so it was just kind of yeah yeah i mean going back and re-watching these movies like i thought peter pan was going to be you know at this point pretty high on my list and it's actually like a pretty mediocre movie to me uh you know like mark said and and i grew up loving peter pan uh you know i Mm -hmm. the them flying right uh and landing on uh big ben like that's such an iconic scene and that's like something that you always think about you think of the uh ship fight with captain hook and uh obviously the uh the crocodile uh which is only in the movie for like less than five minutes (laughs) uh but the story didn't really do a lot for me either. You know, I mean, I think just growing up and kind of realizing certain things and learning how to be, I guess an adult, but also, I don't know. There's just been so many great movies since then. And it's, uh, yeah. Agreed. Like we're, I, I have a feeling that we can all say that we're not necessarily dumping on the movie saying it's awful, but it's, yeah, meh, mediocre at best. There's just leaves a lot to be desired. Um, Although I will say, if if I were to get asked a question like, oh, if you were to go to any area in a Disney universe, where would it be? You know, I would actually love to explore the concept of Neverland. Like, that is actually a cool concept. I just don't think it fired on all cylinders through the movie. Um, I do want to touch on one song that I like. It's not a famous song by any means. It's just a cute little uh, ditty. When, like, it's the pirate song when they were asking the kids to sign up to be part of Captain Hook's crew. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just thought it was just such a fun song. Uh, it's stuck in my head right now. But I don't know if that goes to also speak to the fact that this movie wasn't really the strongest, in my opinion, with music either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that the uh, opening you song. Yeah. yeah, You Can Fly oh, is can like fly. The, the iconic song, but like none of the other right. mu- music is really, you know... <laughs> not it's not great you know it's like it's not like it's not like pinocchio right where you can Mm. you can pick out three like three or four songs off the top of your head you know where this is just like oh okay right all right well uh anything else you want to cover because if not we can just go straight to the ranking yeah i'm actually i'm looking for our rankings in the discord right now i can't find them i thought they were pinned to the it's in the document is it oh, okay. like the document that I shared? Okay. So while Corey is looking at it, I will verbally let our audience know. Right now, we currently have sitting at the top Cinderella, number two Pinocchio, number three Bambi, number four Snow White, number five Dumbo, and uh, I feel like it's not going to be at the top for me. <laughs> yeah. So. I, better than dumbo it's better than dumbo i agree with that i don't think it's better than snow white i which is shocking to me i do not think it's better than snow white i i thought i thought like i thought this was going to be towards the top i really did uh but man i would i would think for me i i think it would be between baby and snow white for me i think i think i think this movie in terms of um, I don't know, just characters and lasting legacy. And I mean, I guess Snow White has a pretty, long, pretty, pretty big lasting legacy. But I don't know. There's 
there's something I just don't love Snow White. So there's there's yeah. something about Snow White that kind of makes it a little bit on this. So I say for me, it would be between Baby and Snow White. Okay. Uh, I do want to say that this movie is beautifully animated for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, especially like the aerial shots of like when they're flying in, over London and you see the, the city below them, right? That's just such an awesome shot. Or like when they fly into Neverland, that's a cool shot. Yeah. Uh, the the cannonball going through the cloud is pretty a pretty cool yeah. shot. Uh, so, yeah, I mean it's beautifully animated. Uh, but I I I have no problem putting it between Snow White and Bambi. Uh, you know. Okay. What do you? Yeah, me too. Because I was going either between Snow White and Dumbo or Bambi and Snow White, so I honestly could have right. been. Um, convinced otherwise so it looks like we've got peter pan now sitting at number four beneath bambi and above snow white hmm. well with that um it takes us to the end of this episode <coughs> of definition um Sorry. our next disney related film that we will be discussing will be lady in the tramp so stay tuned uh, again if you'd like early access to these shows um, you're welcome to check out our patreon and explore your options but regardless we appreciate your listen um, guys uh, let's start with you mark uh, how can people find you uh, yeah you can find me um, on twitter except in Pereira, and you can find me um, on boss rush um, doing uh movie reviews and writing stuff and fun stuff like that Corey, where can people find you uh you can find me at i am cory hd on twitter and instagram you can find me on the boss rush podcast you can find me on nintendo pal block and uh various other things here on the boss rush network fantastic and you can find me on the internets at cleamob underscore author twitter and instagram you can find my articles on bossrush.net. I am also a co-host uh, on Boss Rush Podcast that's live on Wednesday nights. Um, and uh, make I make appearances on a couple other podcasts as well. So everybody have a fantastic night. kooka ruga <laughs> Good I love that. I love that. I can't stop. Give us one more good one, Stephanie. kooka ruga <laughs>